Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to The Scoop. I hope you're ready for another great show because we're ready for you tonight. We've got Steve Harvey, Eddie Long, Dallas Cowboys, and of course, Hot Topics. So I hope you're ready for a great show. This is The Scoop and we are ready to go. So before we get it in, y'all know how we do. Squad up. Work, man. 
party started. I hope you guys are ready. Go ahead and do me a favor. If you are following us on social media, go ahead and share the link. Um, if you are sitting with somebody, let us know. Let them know that it's time to get into the scoop. All right, we've got a great show for you tonight. Um, and, of course, I got my uh, my team all here with me tonight, so let me say what's up to them before we get started. What's going on, Ms. Keisha Booth? How you doing? Hey, how are you? you been, I'm good. What you been up to? Um, man, listen. <laughs> Activating the master plan. Hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. It's that time. Yes. It's go time, so go for it. Man, it, it's went time. You should have been gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Man. I see. I see. So what's going yeah. on, Miss Tequila Willis? How you doing? I am in this thing. I am in this thing. Doing well on this week. It's been a good week so far. Good, good, good. I'm tired yeah. already. I don't know. Look, I'm tired already. I, I don't it's been a good week, but still a busy one. You know how that goes. <laughs> yes, yes. Good week. Good time. That's all. Yes. But I ain't, look, you ain't gonna hear me complain not one bit. So mm-hmm. I take I take time from doing what I enjoy and what I love, then bored from uh doing some other stuff. So I'm I'm good. Did you all get the opportunity to do anything for um Doctor King Day? Any type of service or, or celebration? I was at work yesterday. I had to work. My job does not close for the holiday, so I was um, at the workplace celebrating with everybody in spirit at the mm-hmm. parades and all that other good stuff. But I was at the at the at the at the, at the slave ship <laughs> on yesterday. Well, listen, I said Doctor Doctor King uh, had a dream, but all of us okay. have to work. Same, I'm kidding. But no, you got to do what you got to do. I understand. Nikisha, did you did you do anything? Um, you know what I really did? I went even harder. Um, because I felt like it was one of those days where I needed to work on achieving my dream. So, okay. Most of the places that I I visited, though, you know, said. Happily, I guess they were they were closed, but at the same time, though, my son had to go to school. Now, normally, mm-hmm. I don't do that. I make him stay home and call that a home education day. But mm-hmm. um, I let him go because he was interested in keeping up with his schoolwork. So, you know, yeah, I was chasing my own dream in honor of the dream. That's that's about what I got for you. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. All right, well, go ahead. Let's go ahead, and uh, I guess we we uh, can go ahead and get this get this party started. So uh, I guess we're gonna go ahead and jump into this first segment. Q, you you gonna take us away? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so this week I wanted to talk about quite a bit that has been going on in the news. Um, the thing that uh, the first thing we're gonna talk about is representative <laughs> representative John Lewis and. Trump going back and forth. This one um, got me among all of the other. I'm sorry. Among um, 
all of the other stories that have been floating around about Trump. I'm just so over the whole, I'm just ready for it to be over with at this point. But this one got me, um, it kind of made me laugh, and then it makes me shake my head all at the same time um, at the hypocrisy of the situation. Because uh, Representative John Lewis, for those of you who don't know, has gone out and told and said publicly that he does not view Donald Trump as a legitimate president. Um, when asked why he does not view uh, Donald Trump as a legitimate president, he says because basically of his bromance that he has with Russia, his um, inability to come out and say um, with any type of confidence or or convincing nature in any way, shape, form, or fashion that he believes that um, Russia was behind the hacking that basically um, as, from, as far as he's concerned, pretty much hijacked our hijacked our election and, and influenced it um, in ways that were not what we we do here in the United States. So he's saying that because of that, he is not viewing him as a legitimate president. On top of that, just from the fact that we know how John Lewis gets down, <laughs> he just don't he don't fool with Donald like that. Straight up, he is just not here for Donald and anything he got going on. So he has come out flat out and said he's not represented. He's not going to work with him. He's not dealing with him. He's not going to the inauguration. He and about ten other um, elected officials are. It was ten in my last watching earlier this morning on the news before I went to work. It was about ten people who were saying that they were not going to be able to go. I mean, they were not going. They were opting out of the inauguration in their in their way of protesting the whole situation. Um, the thing that made me laugh about this is how everyone is so up in arms about the fact that he's just stated his opinion and said that he's not going to go. Um, and they're saying that it's just so out of line and he is just not being, you know, he, he, he should be reprimanded. People are calling for his reprimand. People are talking all this craziness about how it's disrespecting the, the, the office of president. It's, it's disrespecting the, 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 the process and the, the, all of the things that they had no problem disrespecting and disregarding and having nothing to do with as far as President Obama was concerned, now all of a sudden everybody is supposed to be so connected to. It's just, that's just hilarity to me. So this particular story caught me um, in two different ways. It's the fact that I thought it was really, really amazing, especially coming up on MLK, that he, was, he felt the, the urge and was able to get out there and speak his piece and motivate certain people and motivate young people, especially as I've seen him speaking on MLK Day, um, about really standing up for something and being true to who you are um, and what and what's right. So, And then to have the people on the shows come back and forth and say that it's just so un-American and he needs to get with it and, and calling for reprimand is just uh, my eyes roll so hard I probably got a headache afterwards. What do you guys think about it? Keisha? <laughs> I'm holding my feet now. I'm just playing. I was, <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, though, honest, I, I feel like um, all of this is moot until we can determine what can really be done. We're not, as a people, we're not real good at uh, protesting hmm. if you're American. Um, you're just not because you, America has a financial hold on your life. So all it's really gonna take is for somebody to say that they they gonna hold your check or they gonna prevent you from um, your illusion of inclusion, and and all of that's gonna be dead. You know what I'm saying? So um, personally, I'll because it's it's a whole bunch of I I get inboxes um, regularly with 
wonderful, cute ideas. Let's all turn the TV off, turn to a different channel. Let's all, I mean, great, that's wonderful. But he's still going to be president when you turn it back on. I'm trying to see, I don't know, for me it's more like find something that actually um, has a result that shows the strength of the people versus the strength of the electoral college. You know what I'm saying? So out of all that, I mean, it's all propaganda at this point to me. So I don't know. Like, I literally have um, selected engagement. Like the person, yeah, the pomp and circumstance yeah. is still going to be the way that it is. I, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, that's just how I feel. Yeah. No, I get you. No, I totally get you because, you know, that's kind of why I can't get upset too much about Trump being president because I'm like, well, it, at this point, you, I can be mad. I am mad about it. But at this point, mad only goes so far. And what do you do with that? What? How do you allow that to fuel you? And, and you know, so I say I, I don't have it. I don't take any issue with that response. Like, because you're right. You can turn off the TV. You don't have to physically be in the building or watch it with your eyes. But when you turn it back on or when you wake up that next day, he will still be the president. And, and those, that's the action that will be the main thing. I told, I agree with that. Ray, what about you, honey? What's going on, y'all? Um, I would honestly say I'm not really mad at him or any of that. I'm more upset about the fact of the climate of where things are going and the, oh, now we got to do something, you know, mentality. It's like um, we had eight years to do something, and we didn't. And now that it seems like our back is against the wall, it's like, oh, let's do something. Why Why did we procrastinate? We had the lane to do it when proverbially we were in the office. And, um, you know, one of my biggest rants is that we didn't really organize. We didn't put anything together. We didn't, you know, we didn't do too much. We pointed the finger and said he didn't do too much, but genuinely – we didn't do too much. We were so happy to have a black president that we were chilling and waiting for him to be shaft. We were waiting for him to be, you know, like all black heroes, he was supposed to be that. And when he wasn't, then it was, well, we're going to turn on him too because he's just a coon and he out here doing everything for everybody else. Well, lo and behold, everybody else took the time to write up what they wanted done for their, uh, for their nationality, for their groups, for their business, and for their that. Guess what we did? We sat there and watched. And then we talked about what he wouldn't do and why he wouldn't do. Well, he can't do. If things aren't well organized, if things aren't put together in a professional manner, ain't nobody going to entertain that. And, I mean, as much as I'm a Kanye fan, he called that man an idiot. Why? Because Kanye was out just, you know, saying stuff that didn't – he didn't – he didn't put anything to paper. He didn't try to make it, you know, a, a less talk type thing where other people did. So their initiatives were pushed because they took the time to write it up. They took the time to go in there and talk. They took the actual, you know, the green light when he gave it to them and said, hey, I got a meeting. Y'all want to come and talk about it? They went. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, a lot of it comes down to, man, you have to take advantage of the positions that people give you. You have to take advantage of the opportunities that people give you, and we don't. Um, I hope, if anything at all, that out of the eight years that we missed out on, that we learned that closed mouths don't get fed. I hope we learn that to a T, 
They're like, man, you got to start speaking up for yourself. you got a great idea, speak on it. Not to the wrong crowd, but take it where it needs to go and speak on it. Stop sitting on your ideas. Stop sitting mm-hmm. on your dreams. Stop sitting on organizations. Stop sitting on stuff that can make you be what you want to be and pointing the finger and saying what people ain't doing. Because right. once you I take the time to that. do that, you ain't doing nothing but burying yourself in a hole of hate. And when you're in that hole of hate, that's all you're going to learn to do is be a better hater. Haters don't <laughs> succeed. <laughs> that is true. Now, I have, a, um, um, I guess, a, a, a follow-up question to what you stated. Because, you know, we've had conversations about that um, before here on The Scoop, especially where we've said that we as a people did not come with any type of real agenda as far as what mm-hmm. it is that we wanted, who, you know, we just knew that we wanted a voice. Somebody was supposed to stand up, provide the vision, follow through with the vision, you know, and we were supposed to just say, okay, cool, we got it. So, you know, there's lots of um, debate about how we stood up, how far we went with that. But on the counter of that, whole new type of scenario with the Affordable Health Care Act, how they're trying to, how now the Republicans, now that they're in office, they've got all of the supposed power to make things happen. When you speak about how for the last eight years we as black folks had all this time to get our life and get our stuff together and, you know, speak on what it is that we needed, is that, do you feel the same way as far as the Republicans are concerned? Because I kind of feel like, what would you, what, you know, like, what, what you going to do now? It's, from that perspective, bringing in a whole, you know, when we're thinking about the perspective of time and preparing for what we want, they had that same eight years to prepare a plan to repeal and replace Obamacare if it was so terrible as, you know, if it was as terrible as they're making it out to be. Do do you feel the same? How do you feel about that? Do you think it's kind of the same thing for them? You know, we're mm-hmm. both kind of having to come home and look at what we've done at this point. The chickens are coming home to roost. Some yep. said, like, nobody was prepared. It goes back into that last thing that I was saying. You know, once you build yourself a little hater hole, you're not going to be nothing but a better hater. So they took their eight years to learn how to hate. They did a great job of hating to the point where they got black folks hating him too. So now that, you know, everybody's in on hating Obama and saying he was, you know, one of the worst things that ever happened to the country, even though the worst thing that's going to happen to the country is walking in the doors right now, Nobody genuinely cares and arguing about outside stuff around that because we know that he's going to make it worse. We know that he did not have a plan going in there because he's showing that now. And we also know that the people that back him don't even know the positions that they've really been put in. So it's kind of like a we really all got to sit, wait, watch, and see what happens because, whew, Gonna be a long ride. Right, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. And I, I said this before, and I've been so wrong in all my political jumps so far. But this one, I don't think I'm wrong on. <laughs> Bro is not gonna last four years. They, he's not gonna last four years. Something's yeah, going to happen to where he genuine, like, be it scandal. Or 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 misappropriation of funds, which is still it's gonna be a scandal. Something is gonna happen. Bro is too Hollywood to be in there for yeah. eight to four. I mean, four to eight. He is entirely too Hollywood. Yeah, I what I question that myself. I can't even front because with with his reluctance to go with any type of program, I'm also seeing him being reluctant to go with any type of safeguards that would protect him from. 
shooting himself in the foot as far as this presidency is concerned. And, you know, it's just, it's like you said, it's only, it's only a matter of time. And, and I, and all the history that he has made in this, in this election, I'm thinking that'll just put the pin in the rest of the history to be the, be one of the, you know, one of the first, not only of our time to be a one-term president. You know, they kind of, kind of skate through that midterm thing is one of those kind of like shoe wins. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's the show to say that we went through the motions, but generally, you know, you know that they're going to have the full eight years. I do not see that happening. I do not see that being the case. I think that folks are going to get together. I'm hoping folks get together, organized. And, and be ready when the midterms come around and, and things get to going. But I don't even know if that's even going to matter because, bruh, goes, he goes through the motion. He, he has no chill. And, and I think that's going to work for him and against him. It's worked for him to get him there, but I think it's going to totally work against him to keep him there because there is a way that the White House has to roll, and he is totally – he's rocking. He is not rolling. When would you think about the whole thing? It's why we, we brought in – the the affordable health because uh, Rashad brought up a really really great point as far as um, how we have to have our agenda set when we when we speak on how we feel about a certain thing we have to you know go to action to make sure that those things come to fruition and I countered his question with well I countered his response with how does he feel about the delay in and and all the complaining that went on with the Affordable Health Care Act the entire time that it was going through its passing and working out and all that other stuff. And now here we are where they have four and they have no plan. So we were kind of just doing yeah. how we were looking at both sides of that coin and how both sides of this situation are basically sitting here unprepared. And that's kind of in, in so many ways how we got where we are right now. How, what do you think about that? Who, who, who is this? Who did he uh... – he made um, the DN, the GOP chairman, or something, Rice Previous, he made him his chief of, chief of staff, didn't he? I believe so. Is he the chief of staff or the, 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 the press secretary? He's, he might be the chief of staff. I think you're right. I think he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If he's, so I think I think what what I have to, what we have Googling. to remember is. I said I'm Googling. Go ahead. I'll, I'll confirm uh, in a moment. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, um, I think that. <laughs> Realize that um, that the first two years typically are not very, are, you know, just kind of getting in and figuring out what you're doing. And so I think when I look at the people who he's brought in, I'm looking at it from the from from the standpoint of Priebus is um, he's got some, you know, he's got some maneuverability uh, and knows how, um, you know, he knows. For the most part, yeah, Rice, Rice Priebus, that's what he brought in. Um, mm. He's going to, he's got some, he's got some experience in the White House um, and some experience on the Hill. So I think he's going to be, he's really the person that we have to kind of be looking at to see how he responds because he's the one that's going to pretty much be, I'm going to say he's going to be running it, but between him and um, uh, Pence. Those two guys are going to have a huge say so in the direction or say so in terms of um, what happens, uh, a policy that's set. And not only just the policy that's put into place, but the fact uh, of how it gets through, the legislation gets through Congress. So I think the Affordable Care Act is, is going to be um, something that they are going to try to, they're going to maneuver their way out of it. But I think. Like I said last week, depending on how they what they replace it with, if they replace it with something that's good, 
which I doubt they will. Um, if they replace it with something good, it's fine. If they replace it with something that 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 the DNC can say, okay, listen, under Obama we got eight million new people on the roll, and under this new plan, four million of them are kicked off. Then midterm elections, they're going to lose the House. They're going to lose. I mean, they're going to lose the House and they're going to lose the Senate. And Trump is going to have a hard time getting reelected because you don't just yeah. kick you know that many people off and then it has no effect at all. So. Um, it's going to be a tough climb for them. I think it's going to be a tough climb for them, again, unless they figure out a way. The only saving grace is they're going to have to spin it to where they can show that this is saving people money. If they can spin it and say this this plan that we have in place is going to save people a whole lot of money because under Obama premiums went up, mm-hmm. uh, they'll be okay. But if they can't do that, then – they have the rights, and they might as well just leave it right where it is. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Now, in terms to your other point, Rochelle, I think I think he'll be fine. Um, I think he'll make it four years, again, because of who he has around him. Um, the only way he doesn't make it four years is um, if he were to meet his – if he was to meet his demise, which I don't want for him, but that's the only way I see him not making it four years. You mean like passing demise? Yes. Really? Yeah. You think because the only thing that'll get him out of office is death? Yeah. How many times has he bankrupt since we've been living? Doesn't matter. He doesn't. He's Bro, he can be walked up out of there. Doesn't his pers his business his business his personal bankruptcies have been zero. His business has bankrupt, I believe, four times. He hasn't done it. That's not illegal. So the system, the IRS system, is in place for people to use the bankruptcy system. So that's not going to get him impeached. And I don't. I, I mean, he's got to remember he's got a Republican Congress. So and there's not enough. There's not enough Democrats there to um, to impeach him. So that's why I said he's got four years to get whatever he wants done. done. After that, until he step on them toes, because they don't all like him either, though. Uh, they don't like him, but they, but it's not. He's not the one really in charge. I mean, he's the the face. He's the face of the game. The title. I mean, they're not the the ones. That, he's not the one that's really running the show. So it's the people. You got to remember, as a, as a as a congressman and as a senator, you're you're you have to follow. Yeah, you follow your party. But more than you follow your party, you follow the people who pay, who who, who giving you that money. And so if if you know if the um, the Koch brothers agree with you know something that he's doing, and they say this is how you vote, that's how you vote. Hmm. So. Always <laughs> a game, always a check. Yeah. Now to your other point, you know what I think. I also I think that in terms of our response, which is I think what you got what you were talking about before, our response has to be we got seriously. I keep I've been saying this is we got to get on our money, like just period. Mm. Like, we got to get on our money. Like it's it's this ain't the time. You know you were you were a hundred percent right. Like we spent the last uh, uh, Rashad the last eight years just happy to have somebody there, and now. It's like, wait a minute, we got to work. And so I think we got to put our nose to the grindstone and said, and just say, look, we got to grind. Like, we got to grind, period. We got to grind. Let's, yep. 
Let's figure out how to get our businesses off the ground. Let's clean up our communities. Let's like we got to grind. Like it's not the time to be, you know, hoping change is gone. Like if it did anything for you, it's time to grind. Yeah. Um, so. Yep. Rally around and get it moving. I agree. Yeah, like grind, like for real. You got a business, do it. Because if nothing else, do it is going to make it easier for business people. Not easy, but easier for business owners because that's what he is. Like he's going to cut taxes on business owners. So get your business started. He's going to make it easier. You know, he might make it easier for people in real estate. So buy you some houses. He might, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff we need to be figuring out. He gonna probably deregulate some stuff in the banking industry. Fine, get your money in that industry. Get, let's go. Yep, get it while the getting is good. I I co find that. Yep, we got to get into. We have. I think that as a people, it's time for us to broaden outside of what we've known. I think that has stopped us in so many different ways. Is in in culture, in social situations, in in our businesses, and just in a gamut of things. We have so Everything. many limitations on our right. We have so many limitations on ourselves just because we've not done it before, or we don't yeah. do that. Get out of the weeds. We, do what you feel works and feels good, might feel good, scares the hell out of you, makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, gives you the butterfly, like do those things. Because that, at the end of the day, nobody else gets to feel that. Nobody's going to feel that but you. I think we really have the, we are so collected in our, in our, in our non-movement that it is stunting any movement that we should want to do. Like we're collected with the wrong stuff. We'll come to agree that we ain't supposed to do this thing, but when it comes to doing something together, oh no, we can't come together for that. And that drives me up one side and down the other. I think we, and there are a group that we have pockets of people, and I don't want to sound negative, but there are pockets of people who do move. You know what I mean? We and we, I know mm-hmm. us as a group have surrounded ourselves with people like that. So and sometimes when we hear, I think that's why it throws us so hard when we hear the um the the opposite of the what we surrounded ourselves with. We're like, damn, why are y'all complaining? Like, move, move. That's how it seems so crazy for us when we hear that. We're like, why are y'all complaining instead of moving your feet? But there, we, we have to find a balance, and we have to find a way to reach those people who are stuck in the being cool with being the norm or not moving. You know what I'm saying? And not get as frustrated. But don't let those people stop you either. Some folks, you just... You ain't gonna be able to get that first trip. <laughs> like that's something that I've learned. Whether you know, you ain't gonna be able to take everybody that first go round. And that's that first trip isn't for everybody. Trailblazing was made for a reason. You know what I'm saying? There, there's a difference. So everybody's not meant to go that first go round. And some folks just won't go at all. And that just makes the journey much more worthwhile, in my opinion. Once we get there, but we got to get it together and collectively do something. I agree. I totally agree. That was a good word at the end of that. There, win. I totally co-signed Man. that. <clears throat> for eight years, everybody was sitting back waiting to see who was going to step forward and not mm-hmm. following their mind to step forward in their own industry. Everybody looking for somebody else to lead instead of just doing it, you know? And now mm-hmm. it's like, wait, I have no choice but to do it. It's just, mm, it's tiring. I think the thing was, sad part was, and I agree with you, but we had what we thought. Like, we had somebody, even though we can say, and we, I think we got, we can agree that he was um, uh, blocked 
and you know destruct you know and, and obstructed during during his eight years, the simple fact that he was in the house meant that we had an opportunity we had an insider, and so it was like we should have said, okay, like he can't like like Rashad was saying earlier, like okay, now is the time that if we got something that's you know gonna get through, we gotta force it through now, and we weren't ready for it, and so. It's almost so now that now that that's not there. Now the good part is now that he's a a, a regular citizen. I mean, there's probably some things we can learn and hear that we didn't hear before or that we didn't know before. But at the same time, we still got like it's the same thing. Like okay, now once again, organize, get your stuff together, follow the money, figure out you know what you want to do, and then go from there. Like we still got a chance to do it. Um, and we still got time to do it, but you know, let go already. Sheesh. Yeah, let's go. Like we we let's go. <laughs> I'm I'm just, I guess that's just my 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 whole mode. It really doesn't like seriously. But the worst they can do to us is at this point is you know raise taxes or something. You know what I mean? Something crazy like that. Like we ain't like raise taxes. Okay, then we got to figure out. Let's figure out another loophole. Like it's it's ways around a lot of this stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, all right. Good talk, folks. Good talk. I agree. We're gonna go ahead and keep it moving along in the uh, the agenda for this evening. And next up, we're gonna go ahead and get into this uh, first song of the night, which is my bro, fan to connect man with what I want to. When I want to, when I want to. Now if I can just now if I can just find the song we'll be all right. <laughs> Don't you love when I do that? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna wait for it. I have no words this evening. We're gonna keep it good. Wait we? for we it. <laughs> <laughs> we had technical difficulties you know, last time, so we just gonna we're gonna pray over you this this go around. Right, right, all right, here we go. Sorry about that. <laughs>
I got a bad little bitch, you know how to get it, but I put up when I want to. I'm road tripping and dope living. I can pick a bitch when I want to. But a that call me, don't think I ain't gon' pick with you. Had to call my nerves, I was really pissed. When the kicks don't win, I was gon' bust at you. Sweet as pot, make crust at you. On sight, when I see you, I'm a rush of food. Don't be worried about what the fuck I'm going to. Better be worried about what the fuck I'm going to. I got problems too, but what you going through? My mama say I need to go to church and let the preacher do. Put some oil on, do. I love the Lord, but the church be hating, so I go on the thing when I want to. Love to pay my tithe and my dues are paid. I go on the bank when I want to. If you disagree, then each and every one of you. Pull up right in front of you. Starting cheap in a blind or two. I ain't addicted to no green or lean, but I win when I be wrong to. Connect on the purple and pink. I pop and sip when I want to. The game is so full of these lanes. Got my brain going insane. I just campaign and maintain with it when I want to. When I want to. When I want to. That was Family Connect, man. When I want to. Well, this here good little bit of talking is going to be about our event this weekend. So Friday at ICE, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We are meeting and we are greeting. So Oklahoma City, bring your face. Come get you a plate, shake hands, pass uh-huh. business cards, talk, mingle, uh, have a beverage. Have a beverage. Yeah, come out, man. Thank Hang you. out with the good old crew of the scoop. Meet some of the young people and young Americans and young African Americans who are talking to you and, you know, intertwining with you in the group as well as that aren't in the group. Like I said, it'll be a good business time, and yeah. Anybody else want to chime in on that? You know, brag on us a little bit. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to meet everybody. Let's come on out and have some fun. And chat. I like the fact that we have drinks this time. <laughs> so come on out. Yeah. <laughs> and let's get it in. Please and thank you. <laughs> And we should have nice weather. Let the cat shake the cabin fever off this weekend. Come on out. Yes, yeah, please. Mm-hmm. What them? Uh, what they call the uh, freakum dresses? I encouraged. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, no, and no, I won't be there. Let's just throw that out there. I'm not coming. So I get. Did you hear that? The fan group. All of the Panda fans who have started the Panda fan page, you people, he will not be an okay You got a Panda fan page? He will not. Okay, the Panda will not be in the building. 
<laughs> Let me find out you got a panda page. You got a panda page? Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> That's his video. <laughs> That's the profile video. Panda, panda, panda. I do not have a uh, a fan page a fan page for the pandas. No, I do not. I don't. You just ain't invited. But, you don't know about the page, man. Apparently, like, apparently not. Mm. Apparently not. Mm. I know absolutely nothing about it. And we gonna keep it like that. <laughs> so, all right. So we got me on my inside. <laughs> Stand the page. Man, the first rule is you can't tag the panda, so he can't know her back. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it is, don't tell him, huh? Exactly. (laughs) Don't even know he got 112 followers. Just post pictures every time. They be screenshotting when he be FaceTiming. Or when he be live, they be screenshotting his face. Like, did you see his bottom lip? No, no, I did not. Why yeah, can't I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm really believing this. Like, I'm sold. Like, if it was a store, I done bought a whole bag of it. Like, I'm sold. All the way sold. Yeah. I know it exists now. I know it's real. Y'all are hilarious. No, I, I have to get you back. I told you I was going to get you back. Thunder, 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 thunder. Hey. Oh, <laughs> Don't start now, won't be none. <laughs> Hilarious. Now, all right, what we got going on? Man, football is slowly but surely ending. Uh, the most joyous occasion of the past week was the Cowboys' loss. I think we all enjoyed it. Yay, that. but no. Because I'm a Chicago fan, so I'm kind of like, oh. I mean, but you know what? what No, I couldn't be happy because of who won you. I don't care. Since the Bears didn't become professional at not being in the playoffs, I didn't become professional at picking whatever team got the most Miami Hurricane. And even though the Bears was getting burnt over there by uh, Bears, guess what? It was three Canes in the game. Well, two. Because Sam Shields didn't play. But still, if Sam would have played, Bears wouldn't have caught near ball over there, and that's a guarantee. But yeah, okay. I digress. They lost. I'm sorry. I'm I, proud I, I, about I, I'm it. Sorry. How, can, how can you ever root for the Green Bay Packers? I didn't root for the Green Bay that's Packers. That's what I'm I saying. For the Miami Hurricanes. There's a yeah, difference. Okay. I root for the team that has the <laughs> most You got to leave the past in the, in the past, bro. Oh, no, they don't like play said, for the Hurricanes. They yes, play they for do. the Cheeseheads. Look and right. it was three I don't one. like Cheeseheads. And matter of fact, the Cowboys, yeah, they got one Miami Hurricane, I think, if that. I don't even think they have one no more. So, yeah, no, they don't count. Mm-mm. Not going to be able to do it. Sorry, I, t- I can't pull with the Packers. But it's all good. Oh, real quick, I forgot. We forgot to say this. If you have a question or comment and want to call in, number is 929-477-2304, 929-477-2304. So, so if you have a question uh, or a comment, forgot to put it out there. All right, what else we got? 
Uh, in basketball, the Bulls are still stinking it up. Have y'all watched the game at all? Like, I'm not. Never seen. Oh my God, bro! I called the Thunder game last. A little bit of the Thunder game last. I haven't been watching the Bulls though. Terrible with a capital U. It's terrible. Terrible. Oh my! Like Max Kellerman said, some cities need to start hosting walkouts. Like for real, buy a ticket and walk out and show management how serious y'all are, or just don't buy a ticket. Don't I was say, why go. would they buy a ticket? I wouldn't buy a ticket. Man, you're not getting my money, and then I'm not going. Well, go. I mean, because rule of thumb is, is when your team starts getting sorry, the price on the ticket gets cheaper. Oh. Yeah, but so again, that's a statement not, purchase. Not, that would become a statement purchase. Like at that point. there was a season where the Bulls had got so sorry, where they was giving out, you know, food to come to the game. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, huh. but still, I'm, I'm not bad. Like I said, them tickets would have to be twenty dollars before I buy tickets. <laughs> yeah, I don't see me buying. <laughs> you sitting ceiling at the Thunder game for twenty dollars? Why you playing? I might go watch the Bulls from the ceiling for twenty dollars this week coming up. February first. <laughs> I don't expect to yeah, win. I'm not fooling. I'm not fooling. I'm, I'm not fooling. I'm not fooling with it. Mm-mm. But they got. But it's time. I think it's time for uh for the Fred Hoiberg experience experiment to end. He is absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I don't know what I don't know what 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 Rondo has done, but or what's going on with Rondo. But like every team he goes to. Like him and the coach have a problem. Like, what is he doing? He can't score. Well, you know what I they mean, say. He, he go and it's, it's, I mean, some point it ain't them. Even Dennis Rodman could score a little bit. Bro can't score a little bit. Like he it's, can't score. Thinking, he can't make right, a layup. Not, getting, he can't make a jump shot. Nah, it ain't, it ain't. It ain't his inability to score. It's something wrong with his attitude. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you say it so many different times, so you know, when you constantly have an issue with the same, you know, it's the same issue. Different people at some point is you with the issue. You know what I mean? Like that's when you said that he, no matter where he goes, it's the coaches. Like you don't even play with the coaches. How do you really have that big? <laughs> to the point where the people know right. that you have an issue with your coach like that. Like yeah. part of this, cray cray. But yeah, and performance would have an issue. That would be an issue too. You can't if you ain't shooting. Yeah. That's that would cause a problem with the coach. I can see that creating an issue with the coach. You not being I mean, able to Rondo, do that. Rondo hasn't, like I said, Rondo hasn't has never shot well. So I don't. I don't, that's I don't think is that the issue is for some reason you got a you you got a team that does not know how to work together, and you have a coach. Who for some reason can't coach defense at all? Because I mean, mm. and they're supposed to be a, they're supposed to be a running team, but they don't have you know all players to do it. So it's just kind of I mean the organization is terrible. And again, Hoiberg is not the coach. He's just not the coach at all. But improvement. When has he ever proved anything? You didn't even win when you were in college. He's not the coach. Hoiberg got to go. I'm sorry. And I understand, and I, I'm so, I, I completely understand that they, it was time to get away from kids, but Hoiberg no. was not the choice. Sorry. That was not the right choice. How long has he been with the Bulls? This is year two now, right? Yeah, this is year two. 
Yeah, I guess. Hey, My question was a random one. Well, I wasn't finna say no, but I'm still I'm actually um all I just wanna watch the commercials of the Super Bowl and um I'm still I'm still on chill. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. the twenty ninth. That's the next time I'll be watching football. Uh but then um yeah, that's all I got. And then like, you know, I'm still on a half on the Clemson game and I, that's how you know. That's that's it for me. So you just jumped. From, you like Clemson? Wait, she just yep. jumped. Uh-huh. From, did you see what she just how she jumped from the Super Bowl, <laughs> the college football? Wait, no, she went from yes. the Super Bowl commercials to because that's Super all I want to watch is the commercials. Yeah. I'm but ready to you know how good the Bulls are. Don't nobody even want to be after the game no more. They ought to be boycotting McDonald's for that mess. For even being, letting that be the incentive. I mean, seriously, no, I don't want to talk about that. Let me down. Yeah, they was giving out Big Macs. No. See. I told you, uh, when the Bulls get bad, yes. you know they're giving out food at the game. If nothing at all, yeah. you can go have you a meal. <laughs> run, don't walk, run. Uh, just, just, I, I, I can't even talk about basketball right now. <laughs> we just need to, Some I, more I games got to be played. I said this, the only good part of what the, the only good part about this is most of we've got several players who, like in Rondo, um, and I think D Wade's got two. We got him, gave him a two year contract, the two year, three year that D Wade got. I can't say that he's even the issue, man. Like I didn't think he's overpaid. Yeah, I'm I mean, but at the same issue, time, he's overpaid. Yeah, he's overpaid. But I he's think not, we. He's not the biggest. I think Jimmy Butler is a lot of the problem because yeah, they expect so, so much of him, and they're not getting him no help. Like they're trying to make Scottie Pippen into, and he's a Scottie Pippen. You still got to get somebody else that's the man. Jimmy doesn't have it all yet. He just doesn't, and he may not ever have it all. But he's still a pretty good ball player. It's just I wouldn't put it all on him. Wait, what doesn't he have? What doesn't he have that you're referring to? He just doesn't have. It, man. Like, you know how when somebody genuinely has it, he don't have it. He just, I mean, I'm glad he's a Chicago Bull. I wouldn't want to play against him. But even if we were playing against him, it's like, would you know it? (laughs) What about Jimmy Butler is just so standoutish that he's, you know, and Chicago is the mecca of basketball. He can't be the face. He can't. It's. What about him as the face? Oh, I'm yeah, I'm. I don't, I'm you lost me on that one, man. I think I don't think Jimmy Butler is the issue. I think Jimmy Butler is an all-star player. He gonna give you, he gonna give you offense. He gonna give you defense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He 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 gonna give you both, and he gonna play hard. Jimmy Butler's not the issue. Uh, the issue is, the issue really is, is that they mortgaged their future at one point on McDermott. And Miratech, and where is he? And who? 
Miracle. Yeah, he around there, but he's not. I mean, they 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 went for those kind of players, and and I'm not saying either of those two are bad players, but they're not they're not all star caliber players. And so now you've got Jimmy Butler, who pretty much is the only um, player on the team who can take somebody off the dribble, who can you know who can do those types of things. Those guys are spot are you know are shooters. They're you know big guys who can stretch, who can stretch the you know stretch the floor a little bit. Um, but they're not. I mean, no, that ain't the problem. He ain't the problem. He's not the problem at all. The problem, the pro- I would say he's the only thing that's not a problem on that team. And in, in that, one. I think everybody else is is, is problem. We got a bad center. We got Dwayne Wade who's you know older. And I mean, he's giving us, you know, he's giving us what he got, but he's not 06 Dwayne Wade. So, yeah, we we got again scrap, scrap him, scrap, 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 scrap him, scrap the coach, get us a, another coach, and let's try this again because 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 Paxson and Guard, they're not these guys aren't doing it. They need to be all. fired too. At all, then they got to go. I, I know he got to go. So I'm tired of watching the Bulls look terrible. For the ladies who have been listening to this segment, I just want to send a super shout out to Russell Westbrook and his wife who are expecting. Yay! Oh, really? <laughs> Bring all the ladies back into the conversation. <laughs> yes. Oh, <my> <laughs> <clears throat> they haven't. She's expecting. I'm not sure how far along or anything like that. I just saw it scrolling through my timeline here lately, and um, I wanted to send shout outs to them. If if that happens to be the 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 reality of their situation, I wish them all the luck. I know she just celebrated that birthday. I believe I saw him giving her a shout out um, the other day for her birthday, and it was real sweet. And um, if, I don't want to throw any shade. This is no shade to Mrs. Westbrook, but. If this is true, it looks like she did have a minor baby bump showing, like she might be maybe three, maybe four months pregnant. Little, little, little something, something, because she's been slim and trim in the previous photos that I've seen. Um, but that could also be newlywed love. So you know how that goes also. But regardless of the fact, I heard that she is pregnant. And if that happens to be the case, congratulations to the Westbrooks. Can't wait to see the little brown bundle of joy. <clears throat> Amen. I just needed to bring the ladies back. Y'all can carry on. I don't say the ladies probably clocked out for football because you can't see their face, but they know them basketball players whether they watch a game or not. They know right. them because right. you can see the face. <laughs> Weird enough though, y'all know this actually like I mean like kind of still topic, but not really a topic, but actually kind of educational. Did y'all know that that's actually a thing? Like, there's a, a a complex. They say football players have a complex, and it's called, like, the helmet complex. Don't quote me on the real name of it, but what, what, uh, but what it does is true. Like, if you notice when football players are in a club, they spend way more money than anybody else, and it's because they have the hunger to want to be noticed because during a regular game, you never see their face. And they're all, they're not all, but they're more quick to be braggadocious about who they are than someone who plays with their face out because you know who Carmelo is if he's walking down the street. 
You know what I mean? But if mm-hmm. it's not a football player who's genuinely now with his face all the time in the play, you don't know that that dude play no football. Like, right now, um, if Alshon Jeffrey walked through, you know what I mean, uh, walked through the hallways and, and was just standing around and standing there, nobody would be like, that's Alshon Jeffrey from Chicago Bears. Nobody really know what he looked like like that. Nobody really cares. All they know is his jersey number. But yeah, <clears throat> that's weird. All right. We got song. <laughs> Go ahead, I just, want to say I, I just want to say I did that on purpose. Oh, no, you introduced the song. I just want to say I did it on purpose, though. Oh, it's my turn to play the song? You're funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say I did, I did that on purpose. So, <laughs> the next song is All Lives Matter from Rashawn Big Bean Coleman. <laughs> Rest in peace, Mike Brown. Right. Eric Gorner, Trayvon Martin. I deserve to live like you. Yeah. I deserve to breathe like you. Yeah. I'm standing in this wolf, aiming at they cerebellum. My young black youth. I gotta be careful what you tell them, cause they will believe and they will achieve and they will accomplish well beyond whether they are CEOs or running base like Mary Bond. Catching bullets, black skin, threaten stem, so they go to the hip and pull it. Business suit or a hoodie, they feel too much melanin. Them boys graduated, but they paint them as some felons. And I ain't trying to hear that. They judge us where we live in that. They crucify the whole hood, especially if your skin is black. Legalized murderers hiding behind that blue wall. Justice ain't no justice if justice always letting them out.
Big Bean Coleman with Black Lives Matter. Love that song. That's my jam. Um, this next segment is going to be brought to you by Fly Forever Love Yourself, and we are going to be speaking with Miss Tatiana Johnson. She is the um, founder of Forever Love Yourself, and we are excited to have her on this evening. How are you, sugar? I'm welcome good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You are you are very, very welcome. Everybody say hi to Tatiana. Hello, dear. Hi. <laughs> hey now. All right, for those of you who do not know, Tatiana was our winner of our uh we ran a contest on last month, I believe it was. It was before the new year where we wanted to shout out um, business owners and provide them advertising on the scoop. And we, one of those perks was to bring you on or bring the winner on and discuss their business and what they do. So here we are with Tatiana on this evening. So I'm gonna hop right on into it. Um, I'm personally familiar with you and your brand, but I want you to just take a quick second and tell the people about Forever Love Yourself and why you got started along this mission. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, basically, I mean, it's multiple reasons, but growing up, uh, I know you guys are familiar with the TV show In Living Colors. Um, uh-huh. So I used to love dancing, and, you know, I, I heard how they would talk about the fly girls, and so that's kind of where the name of it came from because I've been in dance for quite, like, a long time, like since I was a little kid. And so as I've gotten older, I've gotten into mentoring and counseling and things of that sort, and I also attended a rec center growing up. So when I moved to different areas, I noticed that there's – there's programs that's, uh, that caters to kids from the inner city and things of that sort, but to me it just wasn't one that stood out. And then living in Oklahoma, I know that there's a lot of dance programs and things of that nature, but I wanted to incorporate mentoring, counseling, and dance. So I created, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Fly or Forever Love Yourself, and I, I call it Fly, and that's, you know, how we promote it as, as Fly. But um, it basically is to help, though, like assist young young people, teenagers, adolescents, uh, with accepting themselves, like flaws and all, and uh, having a safe environment, fun to, like, come and discuss different things, and then hip-hop dance and other styles of dance. We do uh, ballet, tap, uh, reggaeton, we do Zumba. So basically it's a mentoring dance program that incorporates many things. It also incorporates basically keeping the kids and teenagers active in the community and with their health. Like, we go over fitness things, jump rope. It, it incorporates a lot. 
Nice. That's awesome. Now, I did, and you, that does. That covers so much, especially as far as keeping our kids active, getting them off the video games and off the couch and, you know, the Internet and all that kind of stuff. That I totally right. co-sign that. I'm here for that. I also noticed while I was um, doing my research on uh, Forever Love Yourself that you all also journal quite a bit. That is a part of what you all incorporate into your program. And I personally love to write, and I think journaling is amazing. And the younger you start it, the better. Um, it's become therapy for myself. And, I, and that intrigued me because I did not initially think about dance and journaling um, mm -hmm. going hand in hand. But when I thought more into it, I thought that's a beautiful balance in the creative flows and being able to get out the energy and then redirect to the page. So can you tell us a little bit about what, caused you or what motivated that that marriage of, of journaling and, and dance together okay uh well basically uh just like i have a passion for dance i also have one for writing uh, um, i studied journalism and communication through college and uh i was actually a news reporter for the newspaper and radio station at one time so um i just wanted to incorporate all of it and then also because i wrote i journaled a lot growing up and i felt like it was a outlet for me to be able to um, use my journal entries to come back and self-reflect on different things and to see, like, my growth or progress or things that I might have still been stuck on or needed assistance with. It was like a – it was like it's something that helped me get through different things, period. And so I know that a lot of, um, you know, kids and teenagers, sometimes they, they have both parents, sometimes they don't, sometimes they have grandparents that's raising them, or they have friends, but I wanted them to be able to – have a safe place and a uh, a safe way to let out their emotions or their thoughts or their concerns without one uh, without worrying basically about you know necessarily other people judging them or looking into them and then it just gives them a quiet like safe spot to be them like when you're writing on paper you you are you you can write exactly what you want you don't have to worry about punctuation or you don't have to worry about who's going to see it, who's going to read it when it comes to the journal. So we, we incorporate that at the, we do it uh, towards the end of class. Like they come in and they, we teach them dance and we do the active part of it. And then the last anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, um, most times we sit them down and we have them journal. We, we use different topics each month. And so we'll, whatever topic we're focused on that month, we'll give them, you know, a task to journal in. And if they feel comfortable with talking about it openly about the topic or what they wrote, then we give them the opportunity to do that. But if they're not comfortable because we collect the um, – this program right now, my friend Felicia, uh, she actually helps me with it. So if once we're, once we're done with journaling, we'll collect the journals if they're not – you know, we collect them daily regardless. But if they're comfortable with sharing what they wrote openly, then we allow that. And if not, and they tell us, then we, you know, we read them amongst ourselves afterwards, and then we discuss with them if they want to, you know, talk about whatever they wrote down and things of that nature. So it's basically just to give them another outlet for them to, I guess, release their emotions, their stressors, or any of that nature, you know, for themselves. That's awesome. You all are building trust. That's that's amazing. Now I can only um, imagine you. I did not know that you all are you all keep the journals in your possession and go go back and read them and things like that. That's that does build trust within the students, but have you ever caught, have you ever found yourself in a position where you had to intercede on behalf of a child without going into any type of confidential issues? Because Lord knows I don't want to do that. But it okay. has, has being given this um, this duty, so to speak, of, mm -hmm. of of loving on these children and being that outlet for them. Have you ever put Have you ever been put into a situation? Um, after journal collection or even just a, com a conversation with a child that made you feel like I need to do something, like I need to intercede on that in that situation. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, actually, we have uh, a couple times that that's happened. Uh, one, I mean, I'll just give an overall, like, generic, but one uh, is, it, you know, just like typical teen issues, but something that they weren't comfortable with talking to their parents about. And mm-hmm. um, it was an issue that might have been getting worse. And so, you know, after we talked to them and it affected us because we understood that basically once you're in this, while you're in this environment, you're having fun or you have this positive outlet for an hour or for whatever time frame it is, but when you go home, you're going back to face, you know, certain issues that nobody knows about or that, you know, it's no longer like a free, stress-free, happy zone. It's dealing with, you know, real-life issues and how can I, uh, you know, get free from this or how can I handle this? And it, it touched home to where we kind of tried to pick up with that uh, participant a little bit more, like, outside of the program, you know, and then Mm -hmm. possibly try to see what the family dynamics and things of that sort is like. So we just don't assume or just take one side. So we've tried to incorporate, you know, the parents or the home life and things of that sort as well in different activities just so we can kind of, like, look, this is not just a one-hour program or a two-hour-a-week program. Like, we're here for you genuinely. So if you need us, Mm -hmm. we can help or if we could be there, we're there. So it has happened a couple times with different topics or different journal entries that kind of, you know, triggered us a little bit with our heartstrings, like, wait a minute, like, this needs to be more mm-hmm. than just them coming in here for the hour. Right. That's beautiful. That's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, I had, I did catch that you said, you know, you mentioned Felicia. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Tell us, you know, we all have a team, you know, that you, you met our team. This is our, our scoop team. Um, what Can you tell us a little, introduce us, you know, so to speak, to your team outside of, um, you know, just yourself? What is it, who, who makes up the fly team? Okay, so as of right now, uh, I'm the CEO or the founder and owner, uh, Felicia. Her name's Felicia. I call her Fee or my unicorn. But, uh, right, her right. <laughs> she, her name's uh, Felicia Merritt, and she basically uh, is one of my close friends, and she has a history of dance basically like uh, she actually is a trained dancer and so she helps with a lot of choreography and uh, putting together our like uh, we collab with each other like running the classes as far as hosting them or um, you know like I said she covers choreography and then we do the community service things together as well so it's me and her as the main two but then I also have um, you know a handful of supporters like as far as my friends that I've been friends with for years and they help as well uh, or give me the feedback or help with the website or, you know, things of that nature. And it's uh, Crystal and Candy Washington. Um, and then I also have a lead. I call her my youth lead. She's a, she's a teenager, <laughs> but I've been around her since uh, her mommy was pregnant with her. Crystal's daughter, her name oh, is wow. Destiny. Yeah, her name mm-hmm. is Destiny. And she, uh, she just turned 15, so she helps a lot. So sometimes we have her run the class. Like we'll teach the main things and we'll give the main you know, pointers, and then we have Destiny get in the front and actually lead the class, and she relates because, like I said, she's a teenager, so she's a participant and a youth lead, so she could pour into them, she could learn as well, and we try to see, you know, prepare her to see, like, hey, once you get older and you get jobs and you go into the community yourself, like, this is what you're going to be doing, or if you're interested in running your own company, so Destiny, so I'll say me and Fee are the main, and then uh, Destiny helps us a lot each class, and then my friends, you know, they help whenever I need help as well. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, okay, so I do know that you offer your classes two days a week. Um, for those of you who are interested, they do have classes here in um, Oklahoma. Actually, I think it's in Dell City, it's on the south side. Um, classes are every Tuesday and Thursday from six at from six to seven at Southern Oaks Rec Center. Do you have the physical address for that, Tatiana? Yes, it's it's on the uh, south side, of Oklahoma City. It's six eight one eight South Walker Avenue. 
um, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, 73109. It's basically right behind Southern Oaks Library off of Walker, and it's actually right across the street from Parmalee Elementary School. So it's 6818 South Walker Avenue, Oklahoma City, 73109. Awesome. All right, and what what do you guys have coming up? Tell us about your events and how can – we as the community help out. What is it? What is your need? What is it that we can do to help you all further the fly? <laughs> okay. Um, our next upcoming event right now that we're in the works of creating or setting like uh, setting it in stone is called Mommy and Me. Um, it's basically going to be May 6th, and we're uh, it's going to basically be a couple hours on a, on May 6th, which is a Saturday, basically to you know. Uh, support the moms and show them they could come out and have fun, bond with their kids, and uh, it'll be basically a dance, uh, hands-on dance event, so they'll learn some dances and be able to perform with each other, you know, together and things of that nature. We'll have, like, arts and crafts for them to do. Um, We have these things called, like, mini bonding sessions, which would be kind of like a, not mentor, well, kind of like a short counseling thing to where, you know, different issues between the mom and uh, kid that they want to discuss in a, you know, neutral environment. So it'll kind of be that set up as well. Pictures with photographers will be there to, you know, make sure they capture those moments. But like I said, that's Mommy and Me. It's going to be May 6th, but we just need people to stay tuned for those details and how they could be part of it. And then in July, um, we actually have a thing what we're calling Summer Intensive Fundamentals of Tapping Ballet. That would be a four-week four program to explore basics of, like, tap and ballet. Um, and they'll, with that, they're going to basically develop four different skills um, as far as basic tap and ballet dance skills, um, coordination, uh, the proper vocabulary for it, and things of that nature. And we, we have uh, people coming in actually teaching these, and Fee will basically uh, be the head of that as well because she's trained in ballet and tap. But right uh-huh. now we're trying to, um, and that will be hosted at the, Southern Oaks Recreation Center. So we're looking for donations and people to get involved to possibly donate, uh, whether new or used, slightly used, uh, ballet and tap shoes for each participant. Um, we have, like, different – They the participants range from 7 to 16. So basically right now we're asking the community to, you know, either donate uh, financially or with slightly used or new um, ballet and tap shoes for participants to be able to actually come and join in with that program over the summer because – like I said, we, we do a lot of hip-hop and other styles of dancing, but we want to be able to incorporate everything. So that will be an intensive program for Ballet and Tap this summer. It'll be July 11th through August 1st, and it'll basically still be our exact class date. So each Tuesday and Thursday between that time frame of July 11th and August 1st. Nice. I've got two mm-hmm. little ones that I'm going to slide right on in there with you. <laughs> because <laughs> they, cause they honey, they be bopping around this house all the time. That is right up their alley. So, yes, that, thank you for that. Um, I also know that you all have, what is it, you all have um, shirts that you all sell. Is that how, um, well, yes. tell, us, tell us, honey, get it all out there and tell us <laughs> how, can, yeah, how can we yeah. get, you, get you taken care of. Basically, if, uh, some people are familiar, but with our logo, uh, it's like a graffiti-style logo that says fly. And uh, we're basically, you know, we have shirts that they're based, right now they're baseball-style T-shirts um, that have, uh, you can get it in with purple sleeves or black sleeves or whatever, but it has our logo on the uh, front of it that says fly. And uh, right now they are $20 um, if you want to show your support and to the kids. And actually, when we make, uh, when we make T-shirts, T-shirt sales, I'm sorry, we actually put it back into the program, you know, by buying more journals or water bottles or taking the kids on uh, bonding trips to the movies or bowling and things of that nature. So it's it's going back into our program. But 
they can either um, reach us by sending us a message on our Fly with Tatiana Facebook page, um, my email at tatyana.j at foreverloveyourself.com, or actually going to our foreverloveyourself.com website and sending a message on there that they're interested in a T-shirt. Right now we're we're actually uh, we've had some people you know contact us and wanted to meet us at certain locations to give us the money. We did that and wrote receipts, or we've done PayPal. So. Um, they have multiple ways that they can actually get in touch with us to purchase a shirt. We also, yeah. I'm sorry, we also have these sweatpants mm-hmm. that we call fly sweatpants that uh, a lot of people have known us to do because uh, Felicia and myself have performed at conferences and we we worn them. So we have mm-hmm. those sweatpants as well that we customize. So if they wanted, we call them splash paint because that's kind of what it looks like. It's a splash paint, and so if people are interested in those, they can also inquire about those as well. All right. Customize your fly. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm here for it. Okay. Well, very, it has been a sincere pleasure. I I have um, my Elegance by Design has um, sponsored one of you all service events um, last year when you all did. I believe it was for Christmas when you all did the spaghetti, and it was just it was amazing seeing what you all do. And when we when I found out that you all were um, interested and you all. Um, had actually you had won this particular program on um, this particular promo that we did. I was really, really excited to put your business out in front of people. So I'm glad that we were able to talk about, um, we were able to talk to you. So go ahead and as we wrap up, tell us about your mission and how um, we can just one more time, how people can uh, get to you as far as the age ranges and where your classes are. Okay. Um, our mission is, is basically spelled out fly. It's forever is the freedom to embrace your true self, flaws and all. Love is one of the main and most important ingredients of life. Yourself can be the greatest gift given to you and the world. And then we like to say outside of God's love, our first and last love is self-love. Um, so that just basically incorporates everything about our program. Uh, again, our classes are Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Southern Oaks Recreation Center at 6818 South Walker Avenue, 73109. Um, we can be reached by our Fly With Tatiana Facebook page or our foreverloveyourself.com website, or my email at tatyana.j at foreverloveyourself.com. Good deal. Connect with her, send your babies her way. She's an awesome lady, awesome chick. She's got a great team. Y'all work it out. Talk to Tatiana. Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome program. Thank you. A local shero. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's an awesome program, though, for real. It is a really good program. And I just want to say that if you are in the Oklahoma City area, please, again, go out and support uh, FLY. Again, that organization, they are really doing some good things for um, for, for the, um, the young ladies and the men, even the, the young men who, um, who are part of the organization. So shout out to Tatiana and your group. Awesome job. And they have a wonderful ad in um, Nouveau Exposure, too, so it's information in there I'm about to too, so. Yep. All right, all right. So we're going to go ahead and um, get into our song, our next song for the evening. We've got uh, My Evolution of Hip Hop by Young Blaze. I like this one.
felony flow. Taking my sovereign bell and yelling, telling felons is the way to be go. Maybe he know. No way he must only dope. And I'm like, ten minutes in it, I flip it, break it down till it's slow. The rhythm I hold, he bows and mind blown. So it's best that I elect the dialect when I compose. If you don't know, I'm into this. We can straight up get into this. I can depict the blame from a gameplay like Genesis, baby. We know. Once you come check the CeeLo, I can take a little from the middle, from the vast planes of a zero into a hero. Taking reality to a bliss, I serve it to a couple of MCs to list. But dismiss, my life is getting limits, so I serve it a twist. I give it a French kiss and do it like this. Molly, gon' get killed. Yeah. This street, four 
real. I played the cards that I had. Now it's time to go get deal. Got a big chick that's five four, light skin with a four five. She don't wear no heels 'cause her extra clips are size nine. Riding around and I'm turned up. I'm drinking. I'm I don't know what y'all talking, cause this a part of my life. But the funny thing is I'm joking. Hear how good it sounds to rap lies. Here's the way the Love, love, love that song. Mm-hmm. Like, I went from the old school, like, Queen Latifah, UNITY, kind of at the beginning, <laughs> right? To I really want on any block, hey, kind of, girl, look, okay. Uh, uh, so, okay. I'll tell you what, though. Haters mad because I'm on the radio. Hey! <laughs> I'll be on the radio. Oh, oh. That's my favorite. Okay, so That's I ain't crazy. never met. Man, uh, I might need his contact information. We might have an event for him to uh, come holler at me on, for real. But, like, for real, because was, that was really, really nice. I liked it. It was just good album. enough that for me. Old, old, that whole CD is nice. I'm going to even front. This whole CD is nice. hmm yeah, so before I get petty, because it is upon me, um, <laughs> the petty is upon this segment, oh, baby, it's deep down within, because I'm, t- okay, wait, I'm going to just, I'm going to just, oh, my mule, the mule. So before I get started, let me get my promotion. This segment is sponsored by Kinky and Classy. We are currently holding a wonderful build-your-own, yes, your own basket sale. There are three styles of baskets, $175 and $50 baskets. You choose what items go in there. We customize those items based to your likes, your needs. Inbox us, and we work strictly that way, either through inbox, text messaging, or by phone, because it is extremely discreet. We don't want you to have to voice what you're asking us for. We'll send pictures of what you really need. No problems. We're always excited to help you, especially in this season when it's all about the love. It is all about the love. Do you feel it? I feel it. Okay, so now the petty is here. Okay, welcome. Um, I ain't letting you go. I'm going to tell you this. Each basket has either a costume or a full lingerie set. And that is just the beginning of the basket. That's all I'm going to say about that, okay? Yeah. And so, of course, you have to take pictures because some people like something long satin. Some people like something a little more kinky than that. Some people like straps. Some people don't. So I have to be able to work to your taste and likes. You just tell me which one. You want, 
and I send you pictures. You say which one you like the most out of those, I send you some more. We customize. It is very custom. Yes, yes. And with over 10,000 items to choose from, trust me, I will get something that you really love. And he will, too. Or she will, because we do carry male items as well. Male costumes, nail boxes, satin, silk, everything you can think of. So, fellas, don't act like you can't come see me, okay? Go on, get your magic mic on. Go on, get your magic mic on for the one time. Yes, for the one time. Them shingles that just be... Oh, let me show you. Okay. <laughs> Man, ain't nothing like it, because I can tell y'all stuff. But, again, I keep that strict. It's professional. It's in the inbox. <laughs> okay. It is, baby. Mm. Only, mm, only the scrippers know. The, um, so, hmm, Steve Harvey. Uh-huh. I think that this whole thing is comedy. Um, everything about it. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, not just the incident itself, because to be perfectly honest, Although we all abhor, as I was saying earlier, we abhor this dude. He is still the leader of the free world. Um, And so uh, regardless of the circumstances surrounding our thoughts uh, or some people's, because it's not exactly my thoughts, I think that if you have the opportunity to go in and drop even the smallest nugget on someone uh, like that, you take it. Um, but I just, I don't know, situations like this make me really irritated with us because the man, it was just picture servicing with him meeting with Trump. Nobody knows. I have not seen exact information. Oh, gosh. I have not seen exact information on how that meeting went. Oh, my goodness. Or exactly what they were talking about. Petty King, why did you just do that? You threw me all the way off. Um, but, again, if you have the opportunity to meet with the president-elect, you would do it too. Because you want to know in your mind where this person stands, where they sit. Now, I'm not going to go back and endorse exactly um, somebody that I don't agree with. So maybe there was something said in the conversation that changed his mind. But before we could find out what the details were in that conversation, Steve Harvey was every coon, Uncle Tom, what else did they call him? It was a lot of stuff, okay, you could find, you could think of in the book. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, What's his name? The little sports cast that, that is so controversial usually, but he be making sense. 63 of the time. Yes. Um, I appreciated his point of view, um, which is kind of what Rashad was saying me too a little bit earlier, is the fact that y'all sit on y'all hands. I'm so sick of it. Stop sitting back talking about what somebody else should be doing. Stop sitting back talking about what somebody else is doing. Take a look in the mirror say, what have I done to change my current situation? Did I even vote? If you did not vote, shut up. Just shut up. Really. And just take whatever comes. If you lose your medical insurance, shut up. You know why you didn't vote for it. I have no words for you. 
Okay. I will boost. I'll take two deep breaths. But still, I don't think that the the negative energy that we push out so, so, so fast um, is ever called for because we don't have all the details ever. I also agree because we had a lot of people post the same link for TI in the scoop. So obviously there were many people who understood and agreed that it was about branding. Under You know what I mean? Like if I'm Donald Trump, I'm going to try to get everybody to pay attention. I want to try to get everybody to um, see me in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And if that means I got to shake hands with a few people uh, that I normally wouldn't be with, so be it. And I think that when we look at Kanye and Steve Harvey and even uh, Ray Lewis and a few other people, it's more about trying to see where he is because most people um, did not vote for him and did not even take uh, what was in writing versus what he was saying attention. You know, um, because nobody was really thinking he would actually win. But now that he has, you got to take the man seriously and figure out where you're going to stand when it's, when the smoke clears. But, I mean, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, Q, what do you think about this whole Steve Harvey thing? <clears throat> I just feel he will be one of many. That will be paraded through. I don't necessarily feel one way or the other about it, um, about him going to speak with him, to just be perfectly honest about the whole thing. I don't feel that Steve Harvey really speaks for us, so to speak. He is just popping right now as far as numbers are concerned. So those are the people that on the surface they feel they need to grab. Um, I see the ploy. Like, I get it. I see what's happening. Dio Hughley made a huge point when he spoke about how, you know, we have to be very um, vigilant about who they're putting in front of us as our leaders. You know, we, we, we cannot be so hungry to have somebody lead us that we just allow it to be anybody. So um, I think that we have to pay attention. But as far as burning Steve Harvey at the stake for going to meet with this man, I'm not going to do it. I think that Steve Harvey, honestly, especially in this past week or two, has had enough issues. Um, with his mouth that I'm not going to worry about what was said that we don't know about because he said enough that was verifiable um, that had nothing to do with Trump that he should be, you know, if anything, should be holding his feet to the fire for. Um, So what was it? I didn't see it. Steve Harvey, we're going to do hot topic number two, I guess. Um, Steve Harvey, about a week or so ago, was on his show, I believe it was, and made comments um, regarding Asian men. And he basically was saying that he doesn't know why he doesn't even do Chinese food. He don't deal with stuff he can't pronounce. He did not see Asian men as being um, <clears throat> attractive, like women were not really here for Asian men at all. Like, basically, he came for Asian men. And and with the, with the climate in our country currently with black and brown people, minorities, um, non-white people, period, um, it just seemed, it rubbed me all the wrong ways to see a black man come out and seem as though to deflect from us to to then put the, the light on another minority just seemed real low to me. So as far as I could care less about, I couldn't care less about 
Steve Harvey going and having conversations with Donald Trump, like I'm thinking that's more pop and circumstance like all the rest of this stuff at this point. But I think that if we're going to hold people accountable for what they do, we should be more willing to hold them accountable for those types of things. Um, I think that he should have more, he should be talking more about that than going to see Donald Trump for sure. He should be apologizing and, and, and being more accountable for, for those things that he said much more than going to meet with the president-elect, in my opinion. But see, I think maybe that, and see, that's the crazy part, okay? Now, this is how I think. Mm-hmm. Just like being conscious and aware can be a um, a reason for people to uh, connect to one another, Having um, prejudices can also be a reason for people to connect mm-hmm. to one another. So with that, that's why it wasn't that much of a, a tangent on the original topic because to me, if you're capable of thinking that way about another human being, you almost justify how it's possible for somebody else to think that way about you. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I said so, it, it seems extra low to me, like a deflection. We, you know, right. it seems misplaced. You, you, it's like you needed something to do. You wanted something to say, but I think the comedian in him took over. You know, and that roast thing had to happen. That's like the defense mechanism. I don't know if I have something um, solid enough to say to make enough change in a positive way, so I'm gonna make folks laugh instead. So, but it wasn't funny. You know what I mean? Like when it really came out there, like in this time. In, in all of our um, willingness to be funny and be lighthearted about things, to find the, the funny in things and, and be lighthearted, like that I thought was one of those, it was just in very poor taste. And the timing of it was just terrible. And he is, <clears throat> I, I noticed that even when they were speaking to him right after the Donald Trump interview, I don't know if you all caught that because it was new, the whole Asian thing hadn't gotten, um, as much traction as it as the Don, not nearly as much as the Donald Trump situation. But even then, he was like, you know, the I'm getting pretty, I'm getting drugged pretty bad in the press right now. Like he even commented on that. So even in that moment, I think he's almost welcoming this over the true issue. Like he would rather talk about this Donald Trump thing all day because it's something that you can be surface level. You don't have to really be held personally accountable for. Well, they invited me. Both teams invited me. I'm here playing my position. I'm playing my part, but. We're not going to talk about the thing that I'm personally responsible for saying on my views, not at all influenced by what someone else would have said. You know what I mean? So I think, yes, you're absolutely right. We we do find relations relationships within our, within our prejudices, but in that we also have to think, is that really what we need to be doing? You know what I'm saying? Like in all of the, the prejudices and bias that are already out there, is now the time to really link up in 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 conglomeration with those. Like in, I just, I did, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, girl. Like human people. Go ahead, Wim. <laughs> I, I think okay. So look, if we t- listen, the the Asian thing, the Asian comment, not thing, excuse me, comment. Um, it was it was poor taste, but hmm. in the grand scheme of what comedians say mm. it, it was I think I think again I'm not sure what he said was, was was yeah I mean he was doing he was doing he was doing the most but it was like 
I mean, did you look at the? Did you look at what he's saying? I mean, like he he was well, he took the backdrop of books and was making jokes about um, Asian white women don't want to date Asian men because and he gave you know and he made some jokes that some very some not really they weren't that funny, but he made some <laughs> jokes and that was kind of it. Like, okay, I mean we there are black jokes that are made like that all the time. There, you know, I mean it really wasn't. Okay, it's a joke, and if that's the case, I mean, it was much. I would rather hear. I'd rather hear that than some of the b words and some of the stuff like that. So it's like it's a joke. He's a comedian. He's going and always has made inappropriate jokes. All of them make inappropriate jokes. So I think we have to kind of just put it in the context. And the fact that he did it on daytime, what would be considered daytime television, again, might not have been the best timing, but it was a bad joke. Really bad joke. Um, now, in terms of him meeting with Trump, I'm still, you know, not. I'm, I'm on the I'm on the side of the, of the of the team that says, listen, if you have the opportunity to get in the room, then you go in the room, and you go in the room with the understanding that you have the opportunity and the option to state your opinion and what you want. Now, if you listen to, I don't know if you guys heard. His um, response today on his radio show, he um, gave, you know, his, you know, just told everybody what happened. I mean, nothing really happened in this meeting. If his account is, if what he's saying is true, nothing happened in this meeting that was all too, all that great. It was really more so some other people put them in the room together and, you know, they talked about mentoring. You know, I mean, it was like really of, of if there's any meat <clears throat> to what was discussed, it was his mentoring program which he does have a, a a pretty good mentoring program. So it's like, okay, but how are we, we can't blast him for being invited into a room that we needed to be in, that we need to be in anyway. But we need to be there. Our opinion needs to be discussed. Our interests need to be put on the table. Uh, you know, interest, you know, if somebody needs, and again, if people are saying stuff like, well, he shouldn't be the person that, you know, that, that's in the room, well, he's the person that was called. So if you're called, like nobody called all of if, if his people didn't call these other people, you know, who everybody says that they should have called, they didn't call them, and they didn't call them for a reason. And that's fine, but he was there, and he took the opportunity to talk about his mentoring program. What in the world is so bad about that? Like I think we get stuck on being emotional that we sometimes forget to use logic. Like, we don't like Trump, or not we, you know what I mean? But people don't like Trump, cool. But that doesn't mean that you don't take the opportunity to do some stuff that needs to be done, which in this case could be his mentoring program. In this case could be, you know, him being the person that talks to, um, you know, that talks to Carson and tries to get them to see the other side of why, you know, African-Americans or other people or minorities don't like what they're doing. Maybe he's the person, again, if there's some, if that's an audience that he has he's effective with, then instead of us complaining about him going in the room, why don't some of these brilliant minds get with him and say, hey, next time you get in the room, these are some things that we need to talk about. Or these are some points that you could make. Like, we might not have the opportunity. Well, better yet, can I get a seat at the table? Mm-hmm. Like, or hey, can, or can you take me with you? You know something, but exactly. like that's who they call. So instead of tearing it down, let's just say, okay, let's figure out how we can work with and make this work for all of us. 
I mean, it, it's again, we, we're so emo- we we move in such great emotion that sometimes we just don't think. Like we're not, we don't think. We're not thinking. And then, it, and then I think the the bigger issue is, is we use stuff like this, and when we tear celebrities or anybody down who we don't agree with, then we expect them to come back and fight for us again or fight with us again. Like, no, you just literally tried to kill my career, so you know what? Why should I even think like that? Yeah, like, we, not, we don't that. think. Let's, let's think about this thing. Let's really, you know, let's let's think through this thing. Good point. We need, here it is. We need a collection of Martin and Malcolm at this point. We don't need Martin or Malcolm. We need Martin yeah, and Malcolm. We need a hybrid. We definitely need a hybrid of the two. <laughs> we need, I mean, we need everybody. Like, this is all hands on deck. This is not like I don't like you, so I'm not gonna fool with you. No, we got problems, dude. Let's let's come on, let's you know. And that's why I asked the question in the group. I think I, when I asked the question in the group yesterday, is it possible? I asked the question, is it possible for the Nation of Islam, Christians, the NAACP, and I forgot what was the other group. Oh, I said in the conscious um, uh, community to all work together, because that's the kind of crisis that we're in. This is not. This is a crisis. Do you know? That do you guys understand that if if they wanted to, they could literally get rid of low income housing in most in, in, across the country. Now they wouldn't do it, but if they chose to get rid of low income housing, what would happen? What what ripple effect would that have? What would that have across you know most of our community? If they just told everybody, we're taking all your Section Eight, we're taking all of your your subsidized housing. Again, they're not going to do it. But if they And have, you can't come stay with me. I'm telling you right now. This will not be Hurricane <laughs> Katrina up in this month. We're not thinking the level of saying, you know what, listen, before before it even gets to that point, let's build an infrastructure so we don't need it. Exactly. Let's build job. Let's build a, let's build jobs inside of the community that says, you know what, that will help you go from, um, you know, go go from homeless to you know being put in, in given into your own place to stay. Let's, let's build what is it that there isn't there a <clears throat> isn't there a post or something that's going around? I believe it may have gone viral at this point, but I've seen quite a few of my um, coachy friends and my 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 femme fatale friends have been posting there's a thing that's going around that says, you know, it's income tax time and we all are, are those of us who who receive returns <clears throat> or refunds rather. Um, you know, that said for all of your homegirls, if you have five homegirls and you all are each getting five thousand dollars back for four homegirl five mm-hmm. you know, four or five do the math. You know, if you all put your money together, you all have rent to pay, y'all doing the single mother thing, you all are struggling trying to make ends meet, put all of your money together, buy a building and, and create a compound-type situation where you all can become a family, a sister structure for one another and build together. That way you can relieve that debt. You all now own the building. You can create income for yourself by providing this home for other people even. Like those types of things we don't always <clears throat> think about. And, and I totally agree with what you said. Now is a different time. It's a mind shift moment. We have to come and be more mission-oriented instead of emotional. I, I I can definitely see the see the the logic in that. That makes a really good point. I thought when I saw that post go around, I thought to myself, "Huh, 
even if you didn't necessarily do it from a housing perspective, do it from a business perspective. Open a daycare. Somebody get licensed to do a daycare so you can really get I saw on the news that some families are spending upwards of $1,000 a month just on daycare. And we wonder why people are leaving the workforce. It's to the point where you can't afford, you know what I mean? Like, just to, like it's, it's, it's more cost effective to have someone be home than to actually go out and live. But then what is the situation left when you have the person at home when you really are needing that income? So then, you know, we have to think of ways to solution our, our problems that we feel that we have no control over. We just have to do, we have to do better at controlling our, our resources. <clears throat> and, and that includes emotion. Our emotion is a resource yeah. that I think yeah. that we have totally yeah. been abusing. Yeah, I think it's I think it's 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 it's, it's deciding, and I think uh, something David yeah David just said exactly what I was going to say. I think what what it, what it is is us deciding that listen, that I don't have to agree with your choice or your preference in religion. I don't have to agree. With, I don't have to agree with your, you know, with your. I, res, I we should, we can respect each other's. But we know that our mission is to save our children. We understand that our mission is to, you know, change our neighborhoods and make them better. If you want to, you know, if you want to worship, you know, a tree, knock yourself Mm -hmm. out. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna protect your right to do so. (laughs) You can have your tree. (laughs) But you know what? But guess what? Okay. We have a community here that we need to learn. We got to learn how to respect because ultimately, it is literally, it's 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 bad. It's bad. I mean, twenty percent, twenty over twenty percent unemployment. When uh, most of your jobs, you know, the median median income in America is fifty three thousand, fifty well over fifty three thousand dollars, but the median income in the African American community is about ten thousand dollars less than that. Wealth, the wealth inequality gap. Your average white family has a, se- a net worth of about $7,200. Your average black family has a net worth of negative $11,000. Like, we, it's bad, y'all. Seriously. We in the negative. If we, wanted, if we just want to continue to argue about, you know, uh, stuff that's just, you know, that's, that's, again, I'm not saying it's not important, but things that we can get past in order to make accomplishments. If we're going to get stuff there, we're in trouble. And, and and we have to realize, we gotta realize the other part of it is that because they know that we are easily distracted and we are constantly falling for these emotional moments, they're gonna keep throwing bullcrap at us. They're gonna keep throwing this stuff at us. There's a reason that our music sounds like it is. There's a reason that our television shows look like they are. There's a reason like that all of this stuff happens because they don't want us to figure out that guess what? If y'all get together, that we, nobody can beat y'all. Don't want us to figure it out. I'm stepping off of my phone. Quiet. You've been you've been real quiet, cuz. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I was about to say. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't mean. He hit you with the alley oop, man. I'm like, uh, like well, I got a this is what happens when when the people <laughs> get tired. We tired all this complaining. What you doing? <laughs> what did you do? I'm just saying. I don't want to talk about. I'm serious. I'm tired. Of, I, I don't want to fight and argue. Oh. I want to. I want to fight and argue you. Like you're not my enemy. Mhm. That's it. 
Say that again. Mm. You are not mm. my enemy. Amen. You're not. You're not. I'm sorry. My enemy, my enemy is the one that's trying to defeat me. You're not trying to defeat me. You're trying to breathe like I am. And we worry mm. about. Come on, you better get your word in, bro. We worried about. Okay. That's a word. We worried about Steve Harvey being a coon. <laughs> <laughs> You're not about to be able to vote in a minute, and you worried about Steve Harvey being a cool. That's just, oh my God. Anyway. Priority. Priority. Gone. Non existent. Yeah. You have literally have food. Look, y'all literally, we have food deserts in our community. We have the highest rate. African American women are becoming are the highest in contracting HIV and AIDS, and we worried about. Who? Casey. Oh, okay, just checking. 
Um, yeah, check out those baskets. I'm telling you, baby stuff. And some of those items are about to become limited because, yeah, the baskets are going like hotcakes, baby. So, um, yeah, you need to place your order, inbox me, tell me to put something on hold if you want me to put it on hold. Um, yeah, real soon because I don't want to run out and, you know, be have you sad. So the baskets are 175 and $50. They all come with lingerie or an outfit, and that would be a costume-based lingerie set. They all come with some other items that I will not say because Winfrey's mom is listening. Just <laughs> go and find Kinky and Classy with a K on Facebook because that is where the flyers are. They'll be on Instagram later this evening. Um, and then, yeah, that's just what it is. And if you happen to sign up for um, our five kinky tips this month, you will also receive the flyers in your email. All right, all right, all right. All right. That's all. Um, I'm with Rashad. Come on out and see us this Friday. We are excited. We're supposed to have good weather. We're going to have drinks, good conversation, new faces. Come see us. Come kick it. All right. That's all. Uh, my last <laughs> Again, like I said, my first, first I'll say thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. Um, tonight we had a really good show and a really good conversation. As always, uh, thanks to my co-host, uh, Cuzzo, um, Q, and Takesha. You all are amazing, and I appreciate you. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone who is in the food group. We appreciate you all, um, everybody who's listening online. Thank you. Uh, if you have not gotten your copy of Nouveau Exposure magazine, um, go ahead and download that now. It's at nouveauexposure.org. Um, it's a free publication. It's a free magazine um, that is a part of the Global Drive Network. So I want you to do that today. Again, nouveauexposure.org. Um, we've got a new issue that just came out yesterday. Um, and so I want you to, uh, to get that. Also, uh, on, like Rashad said, the meeting greet is this Friday at Oklahoma City at the IC Vet Center. Um, so make sure you are there at 7 o'clock. Um, thirdly, um, advertising. If you are looking to get your business um, out there, then you need to advertise with us um, here at Global Drive Network. Uh, we've got radio shows almost every day, as well as magazine and social media advertising available. Last but definitely not least, February 10th in Oklahoma City, we are having our Global Drive Live uh, Relationship Forum. It is for singles and for married folks. So I want you guys to come out and celebrate with us. We've got DJ D. Chappelle uh, and Kelly Johnson are going to be on the panel with me, Q, and Rashad. I will be at that one. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, definitely come out and get your tickets on right um, for that. So appreciate you guys again for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing Panda. week. Don't forget tomorrow the word on Wednesday with Pastor Byron Sr. He's finishing uh, the
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.